0: to our podcast called Restoring Relationships r I'm so excited today to have with us a special guest, and his name is John Arbarca. And so I always want to give a little tidbit about our special guest, and then I'll let them share with you more about themselves. But today we have John Arbarca, and he's currently a young adult ministry director at Calvary Assembly Church right here in Churchville Childhood, New York. He grew up in Chilai, but he went to church filled Chilai um, schools. And he really started off in the college ministry. And now he oversees that full-time at Calvary. And he puts on with his church and his ministry group, outpost groups where they do worship, teaching, and just really gathering community. It's a powerful thing that I've been able to witness. In addition, he also helps to lead and oversee 20 volunteer leaders at the church and so much more, but I wanna give him the opportunity to share more about himself. So welcome today, John.
1: Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me here. Thank um, you for
0: coming on. So tell us more about yourself and how you got onto the path that you are on today
1: yeah so I uh, like you said I grew up here in Chilei. I ended up coming to Calvary when I was 16. Um, you know just started really engaging in my faith, went to school to be a youth pastor is what I thought I was going to be doing but then um, ended up moving back to Rochester. I went to a Geneva College out near Pittsburgh, I ended up moving back to Rochester and got back involved with Calvary. They brought me on to work with the college ministry originally as an assistant, and now I get to oversee both our college students and our young professionals. We are a small group space ministry primarily, so we have, that's where like all our volunteer leaders come in. They do a phenomenal job of leading all these different small groups, and then uh, we come together for large group events probably right around once a month a little bit, a little bit more, uh, a little bit less than that, better said, but yeah, it's a, it's been an awesome ride. It's been five years, and Excited for what's next. So that's what we're up to.
0: Love it. And and clearly there's so much impact that you have in in, in your community, right? In the community of Rochester. And so um we're gonna dive into that today and just kind of see how you bring forth restoration healing within your communities and then work with those around you to do so as well. But yeah. my next question for you is: who would you say has impacted your path the most? And why?
1: Yeah. It's a great question. So <clears throat> I would say there's like two or three people. I'm a big uh, community person. That's that's kind of my you know my stick here. But I'd say two or three people specifically. Jonathan Sigmund, who was my youth pastor and an executive pastor now, um, he just did a great job of taking me under his wing when I was in high school. Um, you know, caring for me, investing in me, and helping me learn. Um, two of my good friends, uh, John Iacucci and Ben Longevault, both um, in different ways who just like loved on me now for years and helped paint, uh, you know, vision for who I could be as well as keeping me accountable. And, uh, though, those three guys, I would say, you know, along obviously with my family, but, uh, you know, th- those three guys in the community, I would say would be people who have really, uh, impacted my life, you know, up to this point.
0: Love to hear it because I believe that, you know, it takes a village, right? And so I know when I usually ask that question, you can't just give me one because there's so many people that, you know, God has come across our path that truly impacts it. So I love to hear that, you know, you had a community gather around you and kind of help you to where you are today. And so, you know, going with that impact that we have on each other and communities, how would you say someone can go about bringing forth restoration and healing to those within their communities, what would that look like to you? What should it look like and what should it not look like?
1: Yeah. Bringing restoration and healing. I think the most important part is to recognize that every single situation is going to be unique. Um, I think when you work within communities and you work with, you know, specific groups of people after a while, and, you know, as an educator, you've probably seen this, you can start to categorize stories almost and and try to make relationships formulaic or make situations formulaic. but the reality is every single situation is unique and um, when you start to engage and trying to bring restoration to any kind of community or you know any kind of life, it's it's doing the groundwork and the legwork to actually get to know the situation and get to know the people in the situation. Before you start actually trying to do anything or trying to bring any, um, you know, I guess real healing into the environment, I would say is the biggest thing that I've had to learn in my life and I'm still trying to learn. Um, It can be really easy as human beings for us to make shortcuts um, and just try to get things done. But uh, I think real restoration, real healing takes a lot of time. And so that's, uh, that'd be the big things I've seen so far.
0: And I think that's so good that you really talked about okay not rushing the process because I I know that our heart's in the right place your heart's in the right place to want to bring forth communities and peace um and and so do I and I have to kind of set myself back up sometimes and say okay am I rushing the process
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and it's yeah it's like like you're saying it's easy to get you know like zealous in a good way um you know to to bring love and peace but Taking things slow is something that I'm consistently being reminded of is like, take the time because it'll be worth it down the road.
0: I love that you said that it'll be worth it down the road because there's no quick fixes. Right. Even though we as Americans and just in in general, life is just quick, 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 fast, fast, like fast food. Everything's as fast as fast food, but there's no good in that because just like fast food really kills your body. I want to be honest. It's so as quick fixes because yeah. you know there's there's no true uh, building and healing. I would I would say being done when it's just all fast and put together. And so yep. you said two important things: the groundwork and the legwork, yep. right? And and putting that time in to first, like you share, get to know your community. Yeah, get to know the situation. And the people within the situation, you said all these things that are great and highlighting what I think, you know, our our listeners needs to hear when they're trying to, you know, make some positive impact in their community. Mm -hmm. Take your time, get to know your space, give grace for that, give grace for that time to be built um, in order for you to have those strong relationships in order to then get to the change.
1: Yeah,
0: right. and I and I and I have to bring I want to bring forth a, a scriptural reference when it comes down to God's love. Like he doesn't force us on us, yeah. um, nor does he rush his love on us. Right. His mm-hmm. love is present. But he gives us that grace to come to him in our own timing. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and uh, and allows for that time to be, you know, as, as slow as it needs to be. Yeah. Him to have our whole hearts. Yeah. And I apply that same principle to the work that I do as well. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's evident and clear that you do the same and you sharing that, you know, your own experiences and your wisdom that you gained through your experiences to how you would suggest someone go about bringing forth healing restoration in their community. So thank you for that. And so my next question, I think, is really important is why is mental health awareness should be a factor? Why is it important? Why should we care about that when we're thinking of our own place as leaders,
1: yeah, I so I'm going to answer the question if if I miss something here please uh bring it back to me as well but I think the the importance of mental health and like mental health awareness is going back to um you know even what we just said about like actually getting to know people is something that can seem like a setback or like a conversation that seems like it really wasn't worthwhile can actually end up going a long way depending on someone's situation. And similarly, when it comes to someone's mental health, like, we have to take into context the things that every single person is dealing with or struggling with or engaging with. Things are going right. Like, I know for myself, there's been times in my life where I, you know, was struggling with like major depression and that's not going to be the time for mentors or people who love me to come around and like try to push me. And you're like, Hey, now's the time for grow, 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 grow. It's like, actually now's the time to just like learn the skills of, you know, how to get on my feet every single day, how to get out of bed, how to push myself when I don't feel like moving or anything and and getting loved on and getting cared for. And that, you know, like, that's just my story. I'm not trying to now make a, you know, um, a way to serve everyone with depression, but the, the point of this is when you understand, um, the mental health realities that people are walking through, it helps you to be a lot more compassionate at times, a lot more patient at times, um, you know, and, and pushes you to learn more about the world around us. Cause like, I know myself, there's plenty more that I still have to learn about mental health. And, and thankfully I've gotten to work with a lot of people who have been graceful enough to teach me along the way. Um, but I think it also means walking in the humility of, I might not know the best way to serve someone, uh, but I want to learn it, you know, and, and trying to take that on ourselves. Um, I would say, is the importance of being aware of mental health. Did that, did that answer the question?
0: I think you answered the question great. And I, and I love that last quote As you may not be aware of what they're going through, right? Mm-hmm. But you're willing to have that grace and that patience to get to know. Because we, like you said, we do not know what everybody faces. Yeah. And I think it's important, like you shared, to understand that based on our own experiences, you dealing with depression, I've dealt with depression, anxiety, you know, I feel like a lot of people have, whether it's spoken or not. And those are some very difficult seasons. And in those seasons, more than ever, we need someone who's going to just allow us to be. Yeah. But also allow us safe spaces to identify and share out loud, I'm struggling and it's okay. Because too often in our world, you know, it's looked down to be struggling mentally and emotionally. But just like we have illnesses that plague our bodies and we go to the doctors to get that fixed. Why don't we take care of our mental well-being? Why don't we go get a checkup on a regular basis with a mental health counselor? So I know that over the years and because of the pandemic, even more so, mental health has become really important across many different communities, right? Yeah. Um, and across our world is seen as it, it's important for us to focus on. Yeah. Um, and so when we talk about being leaders, when we talk about trying to bring forth difference and change in our communities that bring forth, you know, healing and restoration, we have to take the full scope of those we're working with. Yeah. And that everybody's going to be in a spot for that change in that moment, give yeah. grace for that. And, and you mentioned that with your own experiences and, and what you now as a result, um, portray in in your own leadership, Thanks. which is great. Yeah. And so with that being shared, what change do you want to see, John, made in your own community? Mm-hmm. And how do you plan on getting there? How do you plan on having a foot um, or a hand rather in that change taking place?
1: Man, that is a that is a really good question. I think that something I was reflecting on even last night, uh, I got to I got to serve at a uh, awesome ministry called Flower City Work Camp. Um, if you're in the Rochester area, you might know about it. But it's a you know it's religious camp, and something that was brought to my mind uh, during a teaching point of the camp was, you know, how easy it is to really sink into frustrations, frustrations that we have with other people, frustrations that we have with ourselves. Um, how those manifest into our interactions with others um, and how easy it is to to want to be a voice for change from a frustrated perspective and i think that that you know is is seen in our culture and our communities you know both at home and abroad and um it's something that i i noticed within myself in that moment and something that i want to see within my community personally and and I'm just starting to even get like the legs or the, the wheels churning on this. So, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what it'll look like walking out yet, but is how do we continue to be voices of joy that lead other people into spaces of joy? You know, not, not being blindly happy. Like that's not what I'm talking about here at all, but seeing like, what are the worthwhile things in the world? Like, what are the things worth getting excited about? Um, you know, I think of, uh, obviously I'm coming at this from a Christian perspective. So like love of God, like not, you're not serving God well, but actually like, how incredible is it that we get to serve a God who loves us so well, you know, or what, whatever thing you want to see, you know, victory over difficulties with mental health. Right. That's what we were just talking about. Like, how can I advocate for, um, more education? On mental health because of the victory that i've seen in my own life or the victory that i've seen in the lives of other people instead of being like you know this is wrong this is messed up is is that kind of making sense like trying to, try to create sense. a joyful community um that's being transformative instead of a uh um a frustrated community and trying to lead out of that
0: no that's powerful and i and as you were talking i wrote down a quote i'm going to quote you john like yeah. i love it Voices of joy, so becoming voices of joy and having voices of joy that lead to spaces of joy. Yeah. So that, to me, is some of the entire conversation you just had regarding that question. I think that's powerful because without joy, without love, right, we cannot have healing. Yeah. We cannot have restoration.
1: Yeah.
0: And and as God Um, says, from love flows everything. God is love. Yeah. God is love. And through love, there can be change. Through love, there can be healing. Through love, there can be restoration. Yeah. And uh, an and and essence of love is through joy. Right. They, they kind of they go hand in hand. Right. Yeah. You walk in love, you walk in peace, you walk in joy and you spread yeah. that peace, that love, that joy onto the others, onto the other spaces that you find yourself in. So that's powerful.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think real love is not cheap. You know, I I think we hear a lot, you know, hey, love, peace, joy, and like all those things, but it's like real love, like real peace, real joy, walking in those things means learning how to be joyful while we're still feeling sad, you know, like learning how to love people who might even actively be, you know, hurting us or, you know, or or doing things that are intentionally or unintentionally causing us harm. Um, You know, all, all of it is something that I think goes deeper, but is worth searching after because when we start to find deeper love deeper joy and and deeper peace at the end of the day we can make lasting impacts and and again like things that will actually take real change over time so
0: and 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 know that we're in this work for that long lasting impact yeah and so um and and that's why we're here so thank you for that thoughtful um response and so my last question to you john is you know after some conversation our listeners out there are looking for advice and so what advice would you give to our listeners who want to make a dynamic and positive change within their communities you said so much um given lots of wisdom nuggets today but any last words
1: yeah get plugged into your local community in any ways that you can find um and that that usually is not passive. That means taking active steps, but if it's, you know, if you are into faith, then, you know, find your local church and get plugged in start, start serving in those areas. If it is, you know, the local animal shelter or a local, you know, like boys and girls club, you know, like whatever it is, but like get plugged into the community that you are a part of because you never know how that is going to actually spur you into different opportunities to actually bring, Healing, restoration, um, but also you can't engage with the community that you don't know. And if all we know is our circle, um, then that's going to stay pretty, pretty limited. Um, so engage with your community, get involved uh, in any ways that you can, um, find a place and stick to it. You know, I think a lot of times we want to have like a couple. Hey, I was here for a couple of weeks. You know, why isn't everything changing? It's like, nah, like it's going to, it's going to take a while. It's going to take time. But when you get plugged in, when you, when you stick with things, you start to see fruit over, over the long haul and then celebrate that fruit. That would be, that'd be the other thing is like, notice the fruit when it comes and take time to celebrate it. Uh, if you're like me, it's really easy to look on all the ways things could be better. Uh, but it's really important to actually celebrate the beautiful things that happen um, because that helps us, I think, stay uh, in things for the longevity and for the duration. So that'd be the advice.
0: Love it. I think that's, that's great. And so much stuck out, but the first is celebrating the fruit. And even if it's small, because in small beginnings, yeah. I think there are bigger things can then happen. And so not dismissing the, the small impact this, that is more large than you realize. It may look small in your eyes, but the ripple effect that it has. Right. And and I, oh, yeah. I even have seen that. I'm sure you've seen that in your work and your ministry and your just day to day life and the impact mm-hmm. that you've had on others. But me as an educator, I have students from years ago. Who are like in their early 20s who are coming back to me and saying, Ms. Potter, the words you said, such and such, mattered yeah. so much. And this is why I want to be this, or this is why I want to do this. Yeah. And like, I could cry. Like, I, I, I could cry every day. I, I cry every day We're thinking about it. how much the power of our words has yeah. on people. Yeah. And so, um, going back to being that voice of joy right? And speaking life over people yeah. um, and just not uh, dismissing those small beginnings um, that bear great fruit. So, yeah. so thank you for that advice, um, mm-hmm. John. And this has just been a great time today diving into how you uh, have allowed Restoration Healing to come forth through the work that you've engaged in with others within your community, being plugged in, all important things to get started. You got to be plugged in. And you got to be willing to stay there for the long haul to actually see the fruit, like yep. you said. Yeah. So thank you, John. Anything else that you want to you, share Brian. before we hop off?
1: Um, keep listening to this podcast. Brian is incredible. She is an amazing impactor on her communities. So just got to gas you up for a moment. Thank oh, you gosh. for having me on this, but uh, excited to see what you're doing and, and the things that are coming in your future. I know we just got to talk a little bit about that beforehand, but. Big things happening with Brian Potter. So stay plugged in.
0: Thanks so much, John. I, I re- will receive it. I appreciate it, brother. We're doing good both good things and I'm so thankful for how God's moving in your spaces and in mine. So yeah. I'm glad we could collab together today and come back together and just share with the world how he's moving. So thanks again. It was an honor for having you today. Thanks Brian. Thanks.